In Matthew's book, Jesus said, go into all the land. Take the word, share it, teach it, preach to every man. Just do his will, because he always... Hello, this is Dr. Greg Mays with Your Word Wednesday. This week, I want to take you into Acts chapter 16. There is so much going on in this chapter, and I pray that you will learn something today. Maybe be reminded of something you already knew, but learn something that you didn't even realize was in there. So as we go into John, or excuse me, Acts chapter 16, one of the first things we see is Timothy joining Paul and Silas. Now watch this. Timothy is the same Timothy to whom Paul writes two letters, very well-known letters. Timothy is a young man that Paul is mentoring, uh, uh, coaching, teaching, showing him how to lead a church. I want to encourage you to go over and read 1 Timothy, the whole book. Just go over there and read that, and you're going to see the instruction that Paul gives to Timothy. Well, that's who we meet here in Acts 16, right there at verse 1. It says, Paul came to Derby and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but whose father was a Greek. Now, I'm not going to get heavy into going into that, but that is worth studying out, because as his father being a Greek in this time, it was significant that his mother was the person that was showing him the way, so to speak. So that's significant. I'm going to drop all the way down into the but uh, uh, at verse six, watch what happens around verse six. This is so important. It says Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept, watch this, by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. So they were kept from preaching the word. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bethania, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. You see, it's so important for us to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. God has given us his spirit. Jesus calls him the paraclete, the, the one who comes alongside the supporter who comes alongside. You know, my wife is a para-educator. My wife comes alongside educators and she supports them. That's what that word para means, to, to, to help, to support. And then uh, cletus, to come alongside or to be on side, right? And so the Holy Spirit is our advocate. Our support, and so it's it's our responsibility to listen to the Holy Spirit. Now, watch this: if Paul and Silas had not listened to the Holy Spirit, we don't know what would have happened. Now, I know you know, I know I know, because I have times in my life where I did not listen to the Holy Spirit. This is a reminder here in Acts sixteen verses six through eight. It is a reminder that we must be connected 
to the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. When we get down to verse 16 in Acts chapter 16, it says once, this is Luke talking, he wrote the book of Acts. He says, once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. Watch this. Now, here we are Christians. Here, here some people are Jews. They can't even recognize Jesus Christ. Watch this spirit within this woman. It says, she followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high, of the most high God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. Now we got problems. Because when that happens, the owners, the people, the owners of this slave, the people, they, they were making money. Now they're upset. And so they get Paul and Silas and the people with them. They get them arrested and put in jail. Now watch this. They get flogged and then they get put in jail. Here's what happens. After they have been severely flogged, them at verse 23. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. They in jail, y'all. They have no recourse but to just sit there because they're in the inner cell, meaning that they got to go through a lot of people to get out. Right. Watch this. Verse 25. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Now, right after that moment, you go in and read that. I encourage you to read all of Acts chapter 16. But right after that moment, the Bible tells us that suddenly, excuse me, suddenly, suddenly, the, the stocks come off, the jails open up, and, and the jailer wakes up thinking that all the prisoners had escaped and he was about to kill himself when Paul tells him, don't do that. And then Paul witnesses to them and ultimately the jailer takes him, them out of jail. He takes them, you know, gets them cleaned up and Paul shares the gospel. The jailer and his family are saved and ultimately even the magistrate the people who had put Paul in prison had to apologize and let them go. I want you to read that. Acts chapter 16 and just go ahead and read the whole chapter and you'll get the backstory. Here's what I want you to catch. That's why I stopped where I stopped. Acts 16 verse 25. We see Paul and Silas in the jail. They're in the inner sail. Their feet are in the stocks. They are unable to come and go as they please. And what did they do? The Bible tells us that they were praying and singing hymns. What do you do when difficult times come your way? Do you pray and sing hymns? 
If your answer to that question is no, I have a follow-on question. Why not? We know that we're going to face difficult times. James says it, that we are to consider it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds. Jesus tells us that we are to, we are to be prepared for trouble in John 16, 33. He says that in this world, you will have trouble. So we need to be prepared for it. And if God has promised it, if Jesus has told us to be prepared for it, if God has given us his Holy Spirit as the paraclete to come alongside us to help us, then when difficult times come, we need to be praying and reading hymns. Do you know how the disciples responded whenever they would be beaten and, and chastised, persecuted? They counted it joy because they, you know, we, we feel good. I think it's even at the end of this. If it's not at the end of this, it's at the end of another passage uh, where they felt good because they had been counted worthy to be to, to be chastised. I don't think it's, I looked for it right there, I couldn't find it. But I know that I've read it plenty of times. Won't you feel worthy? Consider it joy when you face trials of many kind. Will you respond like Paul and Silas? Pray, sing hymns, trust God. Don't worry about what your eyes see. Worry about what your heart knows. I pray that this is a blessing for you. And remember, stay strong. So what you're waiting for? Someone to feel the pain some more? Cause you ain't share the love, the grace you found within the Father's care. To share the love of God is more than just a simple job. It's Christ speaking the truth of the Holy Spirit's law. Share it.